0: You're listening to a Big finished production. There have be been monsters.
1: <laughs>
0: this is the world of Gokroth.
2: We live as prisoners of fear. We are asking that someone, anyone who hears this, might have mercy and come to set us free. Monsters infest the forest around our village. All manner of beasts with scales and
3: fur, teeth and claws Well, well, the rumours are true. A world of monsters hiding behind this quarantine. Just what my little menagerie needs. A touch of variety, a hint of the exotic, some exclusive attractions. This is the Big Finish Podcast, launched on the 14th of April
4: 2019. You, Nick and Benji.
0: Oh, goodness me, what a delight it is to be here with you, listening to us talking stuff about Big Finish's rather lovely range mm. of audiobooks and audio drama. Now, yeah. I, myself, am Benji Clifford. And me
3: um, is him, not sir. him. <laughs> I'm Nick Briggs. Is and together... <laughs> <laughs> together we'll dip your toes and more Ooh, into the unbelievable excitement that is big finish can you believe it coming up in this podcast we'll be going behind the scenes with the monsters of Gottcroth. it's a doctor who story starring sylvester mccoy as the seventh doctor yeah remember him yeah, yeah. sophie Aldred as ace and yeah yeah and yeah, jessica yeah. martin as mags a blast from the past from the psychic circus For those of you who remember the classic Doctor Who TV story The greatest show in the galaxy The greatest show in the galaxy
0: <laughs> I just love that Woman in it,
3: weirdos they are
0: Weirdos, oh Peggy Mount <laughs> Peggy Mount, the she amazing real, Peggy oh, Mount incredible. Uh, Who I absolutely adore In some great old films um, mm. And as well as that, we'll be teasing you um, With a teaserific extract From our latest 8th Doctor adventure uh, Ravenous 3 Starring Paul McGann and Nicola Walker Among many others uh, Who uh, who else is in it? Well, let's find out, I suppose uh, We've got Hattie Morahan, We've got Mark Bonar yeah. um, uh, John Heffernan Isn't um, uh, Alex Kingston in it as well? Alex Kingston certainly makes an appearance Yeah Just there's just so much. Well, actually, there really is. Is she in that
3: one? Is she in *Ravenous* three?
0: Well, just off the record here, there's so many people in it, aren't there? There (laughs) So many companions. Who can we mention? Who can't we mention?
3: I don't know. They're all on the cover. The cover's out, isn't it? That's that's true. So yeah, so there's just so many different characters
0: in this one. Mm. And believe me when I say this. If you think that uh, everything on the cover is what's in it, then you may be in for a surprise because there's uh, more
3: under the hood, so to speak. Uh. You never know who might crop up. Anyway, we went behind the scenes with it last week in last week's podcast. So if you missed that, whiz back and have a listen. There's some lovely interviews. Uh, all our podcasts are available all over the place. You know, just everywhere, all those podcasty places. Where you get podcasts?
0: Spotify, Instagram, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Stitcher, um, cassette tapes, um, (laughs) fruit through Scotch. Do you know? I saw something the other day. Somebody said that apparently they messaged the company Scotch to say that their videotape uh, had stopped working, (laughs) and apparently they actually obliged uh, the lifetime guarantee and sent a, a replacement. VHS tape, they honoured, tape. It. They honoured wow. it. Yeah, whether or not um, that's true, I don't know. But I like the I idea that I'd it. It, like the idea that it could be lifetime um, guarantee. Goodness, goodness but, me! But anyway, this this isn't the uh, Scotch videotape podcast. This is the Big Finish podcast. <laughs> oh. And finally, then after all that commotion, we will be <laughs> activating the Randomoid Selectortron, which, if you listen last week, you'll find was mysteriously. Uh, on brand, Savvy. so to speak. Savvy, yes. Yeah, And what that means for all of you that don't know is that we pluck a random release from the Big Finish Archives, and that gives you a 25% discount on that release. And as well as that, afterwards, we'll be drama-teasing you with the first 15 minutes of uh, the aforementioned story, Doctor Who story, that is, The Monsters of Gokroth.
3: Mm, but before all that, here comes a big old bumper edition of okay. Listener's Email. <laughs>
0: And if you want to email into to um, the emails here at the Big Finish podcast, you can. It's really simple. We love to hear from you. Um, I certainly love an email. Everybody knows that. Um, and if you want to, you can send an email to podcast at bigfinish.com. What was that, Nick? I hear you asking. What was that again? You didn't hear it right. Again? Thank you. <laughs> it was indeed podcast at bigfinish.com. So first up, this one here from Debbie Markey. Hello, Debbie. Uh, dear Nick and Benji, I hoped that... I hoped... <laughs> I, I, I immediately got it wrong. I hope uh, that you're both well and have been having a lot of fun. I should warn you now that this is a rather long email. Oh, gosh. gosh. I listened to last (laughs) Sunday's podcast, the 31st of March, and hear that the debate about the podcast length continues. I am glad that you have decided to include include at least one email in every podcast, because I know that Benji loves them. Certainly Hmm. do. It is also nice to hear what other people think about your work and get other people's perspective. I thought the suggestion that you both should get someone else to edit the podcast was interesting. Uh, was interesting and notice that you were a little coy about giving an answer Uh, Mm. though i might be mistaken about that as i was cooking dinner when i was (laughs) listening to it (laughs) it all happens yeah Uh, personally i don't think that you should outsource the editing of the podcast because i suspect that this is one job that would be easier for himself nick to do um my reasoning is thus and here okay. is thus.
3: that actually said be easier for nick to do himself but you said easier for himself nick to do yeah He'll i just, I just
0: can't that. i just can't read today i think that's okay. cause my i think it's because i got a, um because my doorbell here when the doorbell goes <laughs> or when some reasoning this is a good reason when somebody approaches the door or the doorbell mm. goes um i get a little thing on my phone telling me the doorbell's gone So it's really handy, wherever you are in the world, you can see who's at your door. So that went off as I was Mm. reading it, and so my eye looked down at the phone Um, to see what was going on,
3: you see, that's why. Well, you did marvellously, I shouldn't have mentioned it. Sorry, Debbie, I just just can't read. Um, What was her reasoning, anyway? Well, this is her reasoning.
0: Firstly, yes. during the course of your excellent banter, you no. might accidentally let slip something, such as work on a top secret project. For yeah. example, the return of the Doctor Who novel adaptations, brackets, just kidding. Ah, <laughs> uh, you see, you guys, you, you secretly yeah, do want yeah. it, really. And um, this is something that could occur they know, they naturally. Definitely but, want it, yeah. They definitely do. This is something that could naturally uh, occur between two friends who are working together who might momentarily forget that they're doing a podcast. However, the fact that this is top secret and it is a top secret project might not be known to the outsourced editor and they might not know to cut that slip out.
3: That's a very good point.
0: Secondly, Nick, uh, as the executive producer of Big Finish.
5: I, I just can't speak
0: today. Um it big is finis. big fins, um, big <laughs> fins those those uh those fish have. Um it is easier for you to get hold of all clips of behind the scenes material yeah. and trailers that you add into the weekly podcast. Yes. Whilst it could be argued that randomoids electron aside, all of these should be prepared beforehand. There have been times during your spontaneous banter that you've ended up discussing an older release or decided to put the trailer in mm. also in your capacity as executive producer wouldn't you have to listen to the podcast before it is uh, before it's released to put out anyway That's an yes inch- an of interesting course conjecture. Yes. I'd, sti-
3: I'd still have to approve it i couldn't yeah
0: finally with an outsource editor it is possible that they may not like what you and your listeners like about the podcast content. One of the joys of listening uh, to the two of you talk is the many tangents that spring from your
3: conversation. It's funny you should say that because uh, it's (laughs) raining outside at the moment. Um, Is it? It's not raining here. It's it's absolutely chucking it down here, mate. What's it chucking? Uh, Water. Water way to...
0: (laughs) He knows. He knows. He knows me so well. <laughs> this is this is why we do the podcast this year. We end up now you know, we just finish each other's sentences, you know. That's so, uh, so, so, one of those so, things, you know. So irritating. You you fool, <laughs> you old fool. Um, how many of those wonderfully mad discussions with accompanying catchphrases and sound effects would be mm. removed by an outsource yes. editor yes, because the they're not about big finish and because yes. they're daft. Hey yes. boy, well I <laughs> As long as he liked Cat Weasel, then it would be fine by me. Yes. <laughs> mayhap, may- mayhap. And um, then to my very
3: terrible voice that I was doing last time. <laughs> I don't know what that was. We thought it was John Percy, but it wasn't really, was it? it sounds it was more like Bernard Gruffard. Gruffard. No. <laughs>
0: that I don't know but if, if he exists that's what he sounds like uh, having listened yeah. to the podcast on Tuesday I was very mm. amused by the email that asked when the new website was going to be <laughs> launched I am not sure if you were being cheeky or hedging oh. your bets by saying uh, by not saying that it was going to be launched the day after the podcast became available
3: Yes, well, I, I, wasn't, I was not hedging my bets because you know, it's been delayed for two years. So I thought, uh, you know, the, uh, I said to people, if the, po- if the podcast, if the website is launched on the 1st of April, you would be able to knock me down with a very small feather. No one's tried it yet. They would be able to, though
0: because the feathers are often quite big the ones you mm. find you have to find a little one to do that Everyone's found a little you know you've got to pay yeah, the yeah, import fees and uh, yeah, yeah you know. Feather I've tics. got one in a blue I've got two in a red but uh, you know they're still a bit big um, I don't <laughs> what I'm talking about um, speaking of the new website uh, I thought I would let you know that I love the new look. I oh, can good. see why it'd be easier for people to navigate, and I like the fact that when you select a particular range, you can also see the podcasts, news items, and copies of Vortex yeah. related to that range. That's brilliant. That's a clever little little thing there, isn't it? Mm. Um, there are, however, a few suggestions that you might wish to consider. Ooh, okay, here we go. Firstly, I missed a window on the homepage telling me the latest news. I know that it's only a few clicks away, but I still miss it. Of course, as most of the news has been about issues with the website and how they're resolved, it could be that I'm jumping the gun. After all, the, uh, the release of the new Benny audiobook was on the homepage. And so far, there have been no updates about forthcoming releases. Secondly, you might want to consider uh, an other sci-fi collection to your collection screen. Mm. Whilst your productions are dominated by Doctor Who-related releases, with Blake Seven, Star Cops and your HG Wells stories, you have more than enough productions to justify
3: such a collection. well let me just quickly otherwise it will take ages to go back over these won't it really Uh, well the latest news is on the uh, homepage it's right at the bottom but again you can just click the news tab to find out the latest news Um, as I mentioned last time I was uh, advised that people no longer mind about pages having things below the scrolling line and that people are much more at ease with scrolling than they used to be once upon a time it was a terrible thing to have a website with a home page where there was information underneath the main bit of your screen where you had to scroll up you know people would never look at it but now most people are looking at websites on tablets and phones and they're used to just Flicking, you know They do that all the time. You watch people on phones and tablets; they're constantly moving things up and down. I'm doing it with my hand again. What's the matter with me? Uh, so we didn't think that was an issue. Well, I, I, I was very nervous about the podcast not being there when people, for example, the podcast. You know, uh, but um, the podcast will always be on the ticker tape roller at the top, the ribbon at the top. I've made sure of that, and and all you know, new items for release will be in that roller as well. But yeah, you just click news, bada boom, you got it there. Also, of course, we're constantly tweeting, and we're on Facebook and Instagram as well. What was the next bit? An sci-fi. other sci-fi collection. Well, that's a good point, uh, Sue Cowley, who uh, really uh, does all the work on the collections and ranges and, and stuff like that. You know, collating the information in a way that people can manageably understand. Uh, she's uh, the the collections will be evolving all the time, and that's an idea that I'll certainly wave in her direction. Third suggestion right, from her.
0: Right, so we'll continue this one. The third suggestion also relates to your collections. I was wondering if, uh, when looked in one of these collections, you were considered uh, a sorting option that goes by range. The reason I suggest this is because if you were looking for a story that was, for example, one of Colin Baker's monthly adventures, but you couldn't remember what it was called, you might have to do a lot of scrolling to find it. I chose Colin Baker as as an example because his collection now includes the monthly adventures, something the Sixth Doctor episodes under audiobooks does not. Has every range he has ever been in, plus uh, an episode of Dark Shadows that Colin Baker was not in, uh... Incidentally, The Sixth Doctor Adventures also does not include any of the box sets that he has appeared in Classic Doctors, New Monsters, Jago and Lightfoot and Light at the End
3: to name just three um, Yes. The- well, well, you can sort you can um, search for The Sixth Doctor but, and you'd be able to find every single thing he'd been in or you could search for Colin Baker and, and find every single thing he'd been in and you would get a, a page showing you all that
0: answer there that's straight off (laughs) Uh, finally and very importantly in the about us section you should include the fact that you produce original dramas although I have not gotten around to listening to all of them yet what I have heard is brilliant and the awards and praise these dramas have received more than justify them being mentioned here I do not think that you give enough credit to the originality of some of the work you do. Vienna and Graceless, for example, they might, be, uh, they might both have your origins in the Doctor Who monthly adventures but they were created by yourselves. Dorian Gray might have been created by Oscar Wilde but the <laughs> Confessions, which move beyond the original book, are Big Finish's concept. The world's a Big Finish is the only time
3: that you have celebrated the originality of your tied-in work. Well, um, <clears throat> the reason we don't mention it in About Us is we want it to be a sort of manageable um, piece of information. If we actually put everything in, it would just be huge and people wouldn't read it, I feel. So, We, you know, you can't mention everything. But I like the that term. We should um, maybe.
0: I like that Debbie's taken the time to investigate the website. I think that's yeah. nice.
3: That's cool. No, we really appreciate it, and I, I hope that people hearing Debbie's comments will it will make them think of things that they'd like to say as well.
0: So, uh, continuing now. Fear not, the end of this email is almost in sight. I just wanted a quick word about your Doctor Who novel adaptations. Pause for screams of anguish or Ah! laughter. Um, (laughs) uh, I understand the reasons why this range was discontinued. It is difficult to sell uh, bringing out a range of stories that some listeners would either have previously read in print or have never heard of. I, for one, am glad that you have some original ventures for The Seventh Doctor with Ros and Chris. Um, I have heard them and love them, particularly the trial of a time machine.
6: Mm,
0: I can see one. the logic behind the selections for novel adaptations, the most popular stories, uh, the most famous writers, a story to celebrate the return of Matthew Waterhouse's Adric to our ears, as well as the introduction to stories of the most significant characters, from the new adventures stories that have not become part of Big Finish. However, uh, one of these stories is missing. Whilst I have not read the new adventures, I do know that Jason Kane, played by the excellent st- played by the excellent Stephen Fuel, uh, started life in the new adventures. If you, if you ever consider making more novel adaptations in the future, could you please consider including this story and others about Benny and Jason's relationship?
3: But I'll bear that in mind, but we're not planning to do any more novel ad- adaptations. You may not have ever heard me say that before. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Also, speaking of Benny, uh, the Bernie Summerfield box set Missing Persons ended on a kind of what-will-they-do-next cliffhanger, which, aside from a few hints, has never been resolved. Will we ever find out what happened next? Do you know, I don't know, but I'll look into that. Uh, You will be relieved to know that I've reached the end of this long and slightly rambling email. I hope that the two of you continue to have fun, and I look forward to... To listening to the next podcast Debbie Wow you're in it Well, You are in it A big part of it P.S. If you do decide to read this email In the podcast Please feel free to cut out chunks (laughs) If if it's uh, inappropriate to voice them Or because it's so long I would not be offended Especially as some of the suggestions About the website Might be more appropriately Be directed in private somewhere I'm thinking particularly My
3: third suggestion
0: Well it's all in there it's all go. in there yeah Rock and yeah, roll, we could,
3: you know, yeah we could uh we could go back and cut some of it out now no we won't now next up this in very short one from uh, claire filson who says i'm very unhappy with the new website where's the purchased but not yet downloaded option claire filson she also gives her phone number which seems a bit previous uh I'm not going to phone her. Um, That's, you know, it's a a shame you couldn't say dear someone and yours sincerely, but never mind. Uh, I put your email straight to our website developer and that has been put in now. And also note that uh, you didn't write to say thank you, but never mind. Um, Why should you? I mean, we only write to people to complain, really, don't we, mostly? Most of us. You know, when I write to a train company, hardly ever write back to them and say, thanks very much.
0: (laughs) No, I usually write back the opposite and say,
3: you swines weren't on time. Yes, well, quite. Get a new train. Uh, Do you know, all my train journeys, uh, apart from the one this morning, over the last two weeks have been subject to the most horrific disruption. There oh. was a two and a half hour journey I was meant to make from London to uh Dorset and it took me six hours. Anyway. Shocking, isn't it? Shocking also, so since that was such a short one, I'll do this one as well, from Eugene Glover Dear Nick and Benji, I thought I'd write in to tell you what I thought about the new podcast format but then I realised nobody wants to hear any more people opining that it, one shouldn't have been changed, two most definitely should have been changed, three should have been changed but not in the way it was changed, four should be changed even more, five should be longer, six should be shorter, seven should have more talking and less clips eight should have less talking and more clips nine should have an obscure old feature brought back ten should get rid of a feature that exists now eleven should come out more often twelve should come out less often did i miss any instead i'll just say you do you we'll keep listening keep up the good work by the way was surprised that you covertly mentioned the website update and then suddenly on april the first it's all changed hope it isn't an april fools joke certainly isn't. It was the real thing. As I said before, I didn't want to flag it up in the podcast just in case something went wrong. Of course, some things did go wrong at the last moment, but it things was not Things always go alive. wrong with a launch, though, don't they? You can't. You can't ever get it right first time. But we got it nearly right. And uh, as Jason said in the last podcast, uh, Sue is, I think she's sorted out, Sue Cowley, that is, uh, sorted out um, 99% of the problems with uh, our lovely technical people at Hughes Media. Well, here's one from Tim
0: Buckle. Dear Nick and Benji, here's a potential wheeze for an occasional wheeze. slot on the podcast, the mm. Just Imagine section, where listeners <laughs> could divulge their wildest audio imaginings. Crossovers, mm. character Karen. developments, potential new series, etc. For example, during Jago and Lightfoot Series 5, oh, how I missed those two gentlemen yeah. spoilers, we discover Ellie is still alive and... We discover that Ellie is still alive and kicking in the 1960s. What crazy adventures she must have had in those six decades. Just imagine. Keep up the good work. Regards. Tim. Sent from the tel- TARDIS telepathic circuits. <laughs> telepathic well,
3: circuits. Uh, telepathic circuits. Yes, well, Tim. um, I think that the section you're talking about, Just Imagine, is actually the email section, to be quite honest. Don't you think? Yeah, well, well, quite. Yeah, for quite. quite. I've got a little interesting
0: thing about Christopher Benjamin, which um, somebody flagged up with me a couple of days ago. Who's hopefully coming
3: to Big Finish Day on the 22nd of June.
0: Which will be incredible. But um, this is an interesting and amusing thing. So um, it was from my friend Robert who said, um, Weird question, but you're probably the only person who actually understand what I'm talking about. About 10 to 15 years ago, Christopher Benjamin appeared in an episode of Midsummer Murders. His character Hmm. met a particularly nasty end in which he lost his head. And obviously, for some gruesome aftermath, they made a prop of his head. They did. They made a prop of his head. Uh, And anyway, in a recent episode of of Midsummer Murders, um, it has a wax mannequin of a monk in the background. Uh, Hmm. and, And he says he swears that it is the same Heads that they that they used oh, on Christopher really? Benjamin all those years ago, and he sent I me saw
3: that episode as well. The wax, the the, the monk one, and he sent he recently. sent me a
0: photo, and it, it it is. I'm sure it is. I mean, let me show you, Nick, just so yeah. you, you can get an idea. But I'm certain that it is Christopher Christopher Benjamin. So for all you cool big finishers out there who uh, like a challenge, yeah, Nick, would you let me see if if I can line down that a up bit, on down a bit, down a bit, down a bit? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, let, me, let me turn the blur off. Hold on.
3: I can see it, though. I saw it for a moment.
0: It, it is, though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm it is. I'm fairly certain that's Christopher Benjamin.
3: Yes. And now I remember seeing it on screen. I watched that episode because I was staying with my mum. I would never watch Midsummer Murders otherwise. But I had to watch it with her. And uh, it uh, I... It drove me bonkers. (laughs) It's just such an annoying program. But one of the brilliant things in it is that Anjali Mahindra was in it and she was being fantastic in it. So that sort of made it a bit better. Anyway, finally, this tricky one from Adam Graham, which wasn't sent to the podcast, but we've told him I'll talk about it on the podcast. Dear Nick, I've been playing some Big Finish I've listened to on my own for my wife. I just finished listening to Dark Eyes with her. I enjoyed Dark Eyes a lot and it's consideration of hope and how the Doctor moves on after the events of To the Death. However, my wife didn't quite have the same reaction as she found herself confused at the end. She asked me, wait, why did Molly know how to operate the TARDIS? And why didn't the TARDIS translation circuits work on one planet, but did on another? I found myself utterly unable to answer. Did I miss the explanation? I know this is a shot in the dark, and you're, you've worked on so much since then and are so busy with more current needs, but I thought it couldn't hurt to ask. It's still a very good story, and I enjoyed it, even if you baffled my wife, Adam Graham. Well, Adam, you're absolutely right. It's so long ago, I don't remember. I do have a recollection of those issues, and I do, I know this sounds rubbish. I, I haven't got the time to sit down and listen through Dark archives again, but I know if I did, I would... I would I remember that there were explanations and allowances for that, particularly uh, the... Tra- yeah, both of those things, I remember <laughs> considering them and I know I know there's an explanation in there. So maybe one day I will re-listen and... Um, it sounds dreadfully insincere, but honestly, I, I do remember those. I would not have made those mistakes because those are two things that I'm really, really hot on. Other people operating the TARDIS and the translation circuits. I do remember that that um, Molly was watching the doctor a lot. It was something to do with the influence of C- C- Cottriss, I think, on her. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, I wish I could remember. So this is one anyway. for the
0: invest the Big Finish investigators. Uh, so, if you're listening and have any idea, email in podcast at bigfinish Yeah, good good point let's get someone else to solve it <laughs> get someone else to solve our mess and that's it for the emails that there'll be another single email in every podcast and full email section uh, will next be uh, on the 28th of april podcast so looking forward to it
3: Time now to tease you with our latest 8th Doctor adventure, Ravenous 3, which we uh, went behind the scenes with last week. Uh, On a distant research station, the Time Lords are playing with fire. But it isn't only mythological creatures from Time Lord legend that are coming back to life. Fighting for their lives against terrifying creatures from the folklore of many worlds, as well as escaping the clutches of more familiar foes, the Doctor, Liv and Helen find themselves... Making the most unlikely
7: ally. So, what changed your mind? Bralix. If this raven has posed any immediate threat, there'd be nothing left of her.
4: Okay. What's the plan?
7: We examine it, and you give me your medical opinion. On what? Cause of death. Then we dispose of it completely and utterly. Okay.
4: Biomonitor? Yep. I might be wrong, but is this the same one from that TARDIS? I
7: think you're right. Scarring across the cheekbones, I remember. And
4: his face. It reminds me of something.
7: Deep-set eyes, livid colouring around the mouth, the nose, ragged, patchy hair, pale, white, almost translucent skin. Go on.
4: Yes. Well, oh, this is going to sound ridiculous, but it's. It's almost like a circus clown.
7: Uncanny, isn't it? A custom that persists through the history of so many cultures.
4: You mean the ravenous are supposed to look like a novelty act?
7: It's more that the tradition evolved to look like them. To try and neuter the fear. Sublimate a deep-rooted race memory. It didn't work. You can still get coulrophobia.
4: Fear of clowns?
7: I have to say my own circus experiences haven't much reassured me.
4: So what are they? Where do the ravenous come from in the first
7: place? That is a very long story, starting a long time ago, the old times on Gallifrey.
4: <sighs> okay, pass me the deep tissue scanner. I'm in the mood for a story.
0: Time now, we go behind the scenes with Doctor Who, The Monsters of Gokroth, starring Sylvester McCoy, Sophie Aldred and
3: Jessica Martin. Yeah, she's played Mags. Do you remember that? Yeah.
0: I love Mags, yeah. Absolutely cracking character. Let's go behind the scenes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you see, have a little look at that.
4: I'm Matt Fitton and I wrote The Monsters of Gokroth. The seventh Doctor runs into an old friend in this story where we're reintroducing Mags back into his life, the character from uh, The Greatest Show in the Galaxy who happened to be a werewolf. So with this run of stories, Alan Barnes, a script editor, kind of said to me, we're, we're looking at monster stories, really. So I took as inspiration the old um, universal movies of the 40s, things like Frankenstein Meets the Werewolf and House of Dracula and so on, and, and did a good old-fashioned scientist in a castle with angry villagers marching on it kind of story.
6: Hi, I'm Samuel Clemens, and I'm the director of uh, this episode of Doctor Who, Monsters of Got Groth. Okay, well, let's have a little little read, shall we? Okay, and thank you very much. This is a parlour trick.
8: It is sick.
6: From what these people say, you are the one carrying out sick experiments.
3: Sick and dangerous.
8: What do they know? I'm doing this for
3: good. Oh, well,
6: we all believe that, don't we? Glorious. Thank you very much. everyone. That's lovely. We sort of dropped straight in with Mags on her journey to try and solve the problem of turning into a werewolf and being able to keep it under control. And uh, she's found herself on this planet where there is the possibility of monsters living in a uh, forest and there is a doctor there who she thinks might be able to help her with the uh, controlling her transformation and that's where we find her and i think it's you know it, it's it's a wonderfully uh, written piece because it's looking at someone's condition and problem and really trying to solve it which is lovely and having jessica back after having done the, the, the television series I think in the 80s, um, I think it's been lovely to have that reunion again between Sylvester and Jessica.
5: I'm uh, Sylvester McCoy, Doctor Who number seven.
9: You really want me with you in this TARDIS of yours? Of course! That's
5: why I came looking. Unfinished business. Finding long-lost friends. Helping out where I can. The last time we met was about 30-odd years ago in uh, The Greatest Show in the Galaxy, where she played this young lady who, on a full moon, turned into a wolf. And my doctor now, he's beginning to feel his age because he keeps saying it in the script. I don't want to remind of that I am a, I'm old as well. Anyway, uh, he decides in his dotage to go around and try and, you know, sort out unfinished business. And Mags was a piece of unfinished business.
4: The doctor here is he's kind of later on kind of in the seventh doctor's run and he's kind of tidying up some of his unfinished business and I think with Max he's seen somebody who needed a paternal hand someone who needed looking after and now he's discovered that she's wandering around the universe as this lost soul. He's taken it upon himself to go and find her and help her And who knows, they may end up travelling together for a while.
9: My name is Jessica Martin, and I'm playing Mags. She's a a complex character, as we know from The Greatest Show in the Galaxy, where, in a nutshell, we thought she was one thing, this lovely, shy, oppressed creature, and there was some fire burning within. And in this storyline where we are now she is without giving too much away but uh, in Medea Reyes we're in some woods and we're perhaps heading towards a castle in the distance with gothic fog around it and she's in a quite different place to Vulpana and to the psychic circus and we realise that rather like she was in the psychic circus she's somebody who's trying to run away not only from a place but from her own nature.
4: Mags has found that her transformations have become more and more unpredictable and she's trying to find a way to deal with that and she feels that she might be dangerous to those around her and is a bit lost really, she just doesn't know her place in the universe she doesn't belong with her own people, she doesn't belong anywhere else and she's uh, kind of at the, the end of her tether, quite desperate really going to Dr Maliva to look for help and eventually throwing herself on the mercy of uh, the monsters.
9: It wasn't a, a particularly fleshed-out storyline. I mean, she was an iconic figure in The Greatest Show in the Galaxy, but if you kind of boil it down to knowing about her her backstory um, and things that she did, you don't know very much. You just kind of observe her being a protagonist in an adventure. But it seems to me that there's a kind of a whole... All these strands of story have come out of this... This, this image and um, and the character and what she did then, so it's it's quite it's quite incredible, and I think we care about her because we're living in a time now where it's all about the the voice that hasn't been heard, the unsung hero, uh, the strength of women, and she seems to tickle off a lot of boxes that character.
3: And from those very specific seventh doctor musings, we get very random. <laughs> with the randomoid Selectatron.
0: bigly boo boo. Here we go go. <laughs> what so, you got? A short trip. Uh, Doctor Who short trips. The man who wasn't
3: there. Oh, is that an Eighth Doctor one? That is an Eighth no. Doctor one. Uh, Red by India, India Fisher. Yeah, he certainly I is. It, see, before I looked it up, I even remembered. How about that, then? Yeah. Hmm. What's got some. Um, Good reviews i must admit i didn't always pay much mind to the short trips range says we are cult i used to be a bit of a full cast snob so these stories just didn't capture my attention but very recently that has changed the range has evolved into some of big Finish's most essential listens that's nice isn't it another strong entry into the short trips canon <laughs> oh no, that sort of canon <laughs> a story that will stay with the listener long after the end credits have rolled and a story that demands multiple listeners to appreciate the subtlety of the storytelling, a pioneering 9 out of 10, that was from Planet Mondas can't Recently. not that can you great ruse. and of course uh, uh, Bill Filer's son in Mass Movement Magazine uh, this latest entry in Big Finish's short trip series, it's one of those stories that take 40 minutes to listen to but days to stop chewing over. They, I love their reviews in mass movement. And Doctor Who DoctorWhoNews.net says the story itself is only a brisk 40 minutes long. They, they quite like the timing, don't they? Uh, but it's packed with great moments. The man who wasn't there comes highly recommended. Well, you know, India Fisher. Goes without Got saying, say. doesn't it? Goes without yeah. saying. I hope there are no bits with uh, meals in it, because otherwise you might think you're listening to MasterChef. Chef. <laughs> <laughs> anyway there you go 25 well, percent off you, two,
0: yeah. you can't say fairer than that 25 percent of your pennies off on that release there so all you need to do is just click the link in the podcast news story uh, which can be found on the big finish website uh and enter the code buck up that's b-u-c-k-u-p capital letters Buck up
10: charlie glanced along the narrow path as she had done periodically all morning It was as empty as it had been since a curious monkey an hour ago. Actually, no, it wasn't. Doctor, there's someone there. Is this him, your fabled explorer Marchmont? Mon Marche, Doctor. And no, it isn't. Charlie stood and took a step towards the crouching, nervously peering man. He was naked save for a loincloth, his dark skin gleaming in the sunlight. Hello? She asked slowly and loudly. The man backed away and made a low sound, which to Charlie's ears was almost but not quite words. ''I don't understand you,'' Charlie said carefully. The man's response was just as before. ''I'm looking for a man, Marsh, man, like him,'' she indicated the doctor. ''He has climbed mountain today. Big mountain?'' She pointed to the peak that loomed over the landscape. The man looked at the Doctor, then at the mountain, and said a word that could have been a question. Yes, Charlie said. Mountain! Is that mountain, Doctor, do you think?
3: Okay. well, time now for our uh, main 15-minute drama tease. Indeed, it is the first, or fist I put here, but I meant to type first, 15 minutes of Doctor Who, The Monsters of Gokroth. Don't
11: do it, Max. Please, don't go up there.
9: I don't have a choice. It's why I came to this
11: place. See? Now it's curfew. You have to get inside.
9: I don't have to do anything. I'm not one of you. I'm a visitor here, that's all.
11: Can't you wait another day? After what happened with Boda's family, people are scared to stay in their own homes. Most are sleeping in the Great Hall.
9: I know you care, Rick, and it's sweet. But I need to do this.
11: Okay. You'll break curfew, whatever I say I just don't want you getting hurt the sentries Don't to...
9: worry, I can avoid the arrows I'm very good at stealthy
11: It's a long walk up the mountain up to the castle I know I can't stop you Have something to eat first With me, in the tavern
9: Alright, get your uncle to set us a table
11: Great, I will Hurry up, Max, All the monsters come
9: It's not the monsters out there that scare me It's the one inside.
2: The village hall, like animals but people don't feel safe in their own beds we don't know what happened to broder and the children whether it was her or the monsters we will be safer if we look after each other
1: it's ready trailer
2: thank you Pono. i'll be through in a moment please everyone settle down we all want to be able to sleep in our own homes. Trella is doing her best. We can't keep living in fear. I will change this. I promise you, we will get help.
11: Not hungry?
9: It was good of you to stand me dinner after everything else you've done.
11: I like you, Mags. I want you to stay.
9: I can't. I came here looking for answers. For THE answer. Now I've found the nearest thing I'm gonna get. Well, I should stop looking
11: and take it. But going out in the dark, when we know those things are out there... The monsters are why I came to Gokroth. They're more dangerous now. I mean, people have gone before, one or two if they got careless or wandered too far in the forest, but to come to the village to steal whole families. Your people will deal with it. Look, I'm not
9: supposed to say, but your mother has a plan. I helped her and Poro fix up some technology. A comms unit from one of the wrecks in the marshlands. They're sending a distress call.
11: Hmm. We get no help from strangers.
9: Dr. Maliva
11: can help me. She's the problem, she's the one who makes the monsters.
9: You don't know that for
11: certain. Why would you go to her? She's alien, she can't be trusted.
9: Goodbye, Wilric.
11: Mugs, wait. Excuse me. Uh.
5: I was in the next booth. Ah, I heard your friend leave. (laughs) There's no one eating this. No, no, go ahead. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. It smells
11: better than it looks.
5: Is she not coming
11: back? No, I don't think so. I can try one more time.
5: A young man, I, I wouldn't go out there. I'm stick to your curfew. It's for the best.
11: Sorry, I have to go.
5: Hmm. seem to waste good. Um, whatever it is.
2: Very well. Should we try again? I have promised. It's working. The girl was right, there's a stronger signal. We were too late to save Broder and the others. But this cannot go on. We'll keep trying until it works. A message to the stars. We've been trying for weeks and nothing. Is this really all we have? It is.
1: There may be others who can improve it. Alva is better with her hands. If we ask her... No!
2: We have kept the transmitter secret since we salvaged it. It must stay that way. Why not tell the others? What about Wilrick? Your boy's clever. I will not give them false hope, only to crush it. We have worked out enough of its functions. We cannot give up. Ready to send? Ready. This is the world of Gokroth. We live as prisoners of fear. We are asking that someone, anyone who hears this, might have mercy and come to set us free. Monsters infest the forest round our village. All manner of beasts with scales and fur, teeth and claws. And there is a stranger, the Silver One, who does unholy work in her castle on the mountain. Help us, please. Set Gorkroth free.
1: Is anyone up there? Will anybody come?
2: I hope so, Porro. I hope so. This is the world of Gokroth. We live as prisoners of fear. We are asking that someone, anyone who hears this, might have mercy and come to set us free. Free
5: Let's see if we can clean up that signal. Stay away. Stay away. All vessels aboard.
8: This is a quarantine area. Stay away.
7: Yes, yes, I know Stay all away. that. Let's all filter you. Out.
3: Well, well, the rumors are true. A world of monsters hiding behind this quarantine. Just what my little menagerie needs a touch of variety, a hint of the exotic, some exclusive attractions.
0: What do you say, chaps and chapesses?
3: Uh, wakey wakey? <laughs>
0: Go to Gotham and give them a show. He will be with scales and fur, teeth and
8: claws,
2: and there is a stranger.
8: The silver one, who does unholy work in her castle on
1: the mountain. If only you knew. Gore? Yes, mistress. Please don't
8: call me that.
1: Sorry, Doctor Maliva.
8: The villagers have rigged up a long-range communication device. How is this possible?
1: They scavenge the marshes. Parts from old wrecks come to surface sometimes.
8: Ah. Ingenious. I suppose it can't be helped. At least there's been nothing recent.
1: Gore checks tower every day. Make sure the quarantine warning still transmitting.
8: But I need to boost the jamming capacity to try and suppress this cry for help.
1: Can I assist?
8: Well, next time you're down in the village, see if you can sniff it out at the source of this message. Shut it down at source.
1: Yes, Miss... Dr. Malievo.
8: So, this is the result of your last supply run?
1: Only one. Found them outside the farm. After curfew.
8: Look at you. Oh, it's very interesting. You reverted some way back along the path of mutation. The features are almost human. How are the energy arrays?
1: Fully recharged by the storm. Gore will activate power cells.
8: Good. Let's start with a low dose. Let me go. I'm sorry. This is for your own good. Gore, increase the power. <laughs>
1: You
11: on the next pass, Max, wait. What are you doing?
2: You should be inside.
11: I have to be sure you made it past the fence. The sentries will shoot on sight.
9: I'll be through in a second. I'm more worried about what I'll find in the castle.
11: She isn't even like us. Her skin it shines like silver. She's alien.
9: Uh. You'd be surprised how many colors are out there in the universe.
11: They say Maliva experiments on the monsters, twisting them, making them more terrible, more angry.
9: Then she's the right person for me to talk to.
11: Don't go! Shh! Hey!
1: Who goes there? Oh, damn it! It's after curfew! We have orders!
11: They'll shoot you. No,
9: they'll shoot you. I can be careful. Halt! Get down! <laughs> Wait, stop. It's
11: me, Wilric, Troller's <sighs> son. No
5: harm, Donna, I hope. Uh, I did advise you to stay indoors.
6: What's going on down
5: there! You almost shot the son of your head woman! You'll be off a Christmas
11: card list if you fire again! Sorry, my fault. I, I took a wrong step in the dark.
5: Wilric, don't worry!
11: We're going indoors! Yeah?
5: Make sure you do.
11: Who are you? Just a visitor, passing through. Another stranger. From the southern farms? I suppose I must be. What's that smell? The flowers spinned to your scarf.
5: Aconitum. Sometimes known as wolves' bane. To mask my scent. <laughs> That's the tricky part about hunting a predator, not getting hunted in return. Ah. Uh, Shall we return to the tavern? I need to have a word with your
11: mother. Uh, She's over at the village hall tonight. The lights are out already. Everyone will be asleep.
5: Yes, it is rather late. I'll wait till morning.
8: Experiment 136. Two hours after first exposure. The subject is unconscious now. No adverse physical effects. Yet... Strength is remarkable, and recovery shouldn't...
7: <laughs> Gore,
8: will you see to that?
1: Yes, mistress.
8: Oh, who could that be? No one from the village ever comes here. <laughs> they know better than that. Resume experimental record. Recovery will not take long. Maintain life sign scans until morning. Then I can confirm stability. The high dose may compromise the metabolism. No. I can't think like that. No speculation, only experimental evidence. Oh, please work.
9: I can't take another failure. Lights in the sky.
4: Quite
1: a storm.
9: Or is that it?
1: Yes. How may I... Oh, it is you.
9: Hello, Gore. I need to see Maliva.
1: Doctor, Maliva is busy. It's all right, Gore. Let her in.
8: So, you climbed over my fences again. Ugh, come in. You're soaked. Thank you. I wouldn't leave an animal out on a night like this.
1: This way, gore will set fire, make you dry.
8: You've thought over my offer? I have. And? You've decided? I
9: want to go over some
8: of the
0: details.
8: Surely it's simple enough. You want my help or you don't?
9: Is this where you do whatever it is you do?
0: You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Five out of five. Five out of five.